This is the Prosperous Feminine Podcast with Julie Steelman. Julie shares uncommon wisdom on feminine ways of becoming fully resourced so you can help save our beautiful planet. Listen in if you want to heal your money story and do your part to birth a planet-forward consciousness. Hey, hey, it's Julie. I'm sorry I've been absent for the last couple of weeks. It's been an incredibly busy summer with a lot going on. And I really wanted to actually take a step back and think about some things because some people have been asking me really practical questions. And so part of our prosperity path, right, is making good decisions. And I wanna make a confession that I made a bad financial decision, or not bad, but um, less than ideal financial situation. And I think this is some of the stuff that we come up against, right, is, I needed to sell my car and I went to the dealership and I ended up leasing a vehicle. And I'm not sure even why when I think back I did that. Personally, for me, I don't recommend leasing a vehicle. So there's so many reasons why in this particular situation, I had a BMW, I traded a BMW for a new BMW. The BMW that I wanted was the SUV X3. They were coming out as a hybrid, and it's what motivated me to go. The day I went, they recalled the battery on that hybrid, but they said it would be ready to go in a few months. So the dealership says to me, take the 5 Series. It's a hybrid. See if you like it, and then we'll swap it out for you when the X3 is ready. But if it doesn't happen within a year, you're staying in that car for three years. And I'm like, no problem, thinking that's not going to happen. Well, they decided to never make the X3 hybrid. They dropped it as a product. So now I'm in this humongous sedan, which was too big for me. But the thing that I want to share with you about is that I leased it. And it really stuck in my craw because I realized that it was in a contractual situation where I felt like they owned me. What I mean by that is when you lease a vehicle, you're limited to the miles, you're gonna get dinged if you do any kind of body damage to the car unless you buy a lease insurance package, which I did, but it just adds to the cost, right? And if you wear out the tires or you wear out the brakes and the incentive is all on the dealership side, right? And what I found in my local dealership was some super shady people and i have found a number of women in this area who are really not okay with the dealership and their antics and their tactics and one of the things that happened was i got a message on the car that one of the cameras wasn't working and so i took it in and they went through this whole rigmarole of i needed to replace the windshield because there was a crack on it like show it to me they can't show it to me well it's invisible it's microscopic if it's that microscopic i know enough about cameras obviously to know that it's not gonna obliterate or put a camera out of business. The two actually really have nothing to do with each other because a nick on a windshield isn't gonna knock a camera out. That would be electronics that would knock the camera out. It would only have a smear, right? It would be blurry in an area, but they couldn't show it to me. And that's when I knew I'm done with these people. And you know, so that's the thing, right? When you're gonna go swap your vehicle or you're gonna get into any kind of contractual relationship, you know, around a house, or a big appliance, or you know, you wanna buy a camper van, or an RV, or any of these types of situations, 
is really think about, do you have the power in the contractual relationship? And I didn't in this case. And so I started wondering about, I had done some body damage to the car and there was this nonsensical thing about the windshield, which I knew was total BS. Every time I took my car in for service, they tell they told me I needed new tires and the tires are 60,000 mile tires and my contract was 30,000 miles. So it wasn't even close to that, right? So not only did I feel like they owned me and they were going to dig me erroneously for things that weren't actually true, but when I thought about turning in the car, I was like, how am I going to know, right? It's it's like you're going to the casino and they're saying that you didn't win and like they're going to tell you the truth, you know, because it's in their incentive to not tell you the truth. And we'd already experienced that there was so much untruth going on at the dealership. So it was super disappointing that in this you know, day and age that they see a woman coming and they still think they can rip you off. And I thought, you know, they've got me over a barrel when I turn in this car because they have all the notices of this stupid windshield that needs replacing and the tires I didn't do and the brakes I didn't and all the times I said no to them and they're going to try to charge me. So I went to one of my buddies and he went and turned the car in for me because he's got a friend that works there and we required a third party inspection so they couldn't do any of that. So frankly, I got out of it, but the feeling of being owned. Oh, if I put too many miles on the car, oh, I can't I can't go to the river with you. I'd be putting too many miles on my car. I'd be breaking contract. Oh, I had a little bumper damage. Oh, crap, I'm going to be breaking contract. They're going to charge me for it. And these erroneous things that needed fixing. So the bottom line here is I would avoid car leasing at all costs because as women, we need to stay out of contractual relationships where they give the impression that they own us. Now, I got out of this one because I found a workaround and I had ideas in my pocket. So if you're still leasing a car and you're about to get out of it or when you turn it in, first of all, take a big burly guy with you. I'm sorry, but that's what we need to do. And the second thing is if they start dinging you for stuff that you think is ridiculous, get in the car with them and make them prove it. That was going to be my out. And the third thing is, by law, you can require a third party inspection, which means a total neutral party comes in. And what I've heard is typically those inspectors will not charge for anything. They just look at body damage. They look to make sure seats aren't torn and that's it. And it's a clean break. So, you know, do what you need to do. Here's the thing that I think about automobiles that is the smartest thing to do. Go get a car that just came off a lease get it from the dealership and have it certified. Why? Because a car coming off a lease has to be pretty clean for the reasons I just told you, because they own you, right? The second thing is, is that if it's their brand, they will certify it and they add additional time to the warranty. So you get this great car that's totally tricked out. It's probably got a couple thousand, less than 30, around 30,000 or less miles on it. And some of the major early services are already over and you get a whole nother year's lease added on to what, I'm sorry, um, warranty added on to whatever's left over from the previous warranty. It's the most cost-effective way to buy a car because as soon as you buy a car and you drive off the lot, you've already lost anywhere from 30 to 50% depending on the brand and how much they mark it up. And we're in a tricky situation with automobiles right now because of lack of inventory. I really wanted to get another hybrid, but the ones I wanted had been marked up by $20,000 because they were so hard to get. So all of a sudden I'm looking at one of the lower end market cars that's become a 50,000 plus car. So I walked away from it 
and I went back to gas, which is not what I'm excited about, but there's so much happening in the technology with batteries and consumption and electricity isn't purely clean and gas isn't purely clean. And the manufacturing of these batteries and the continued manufacturing of charging stations. So it's like we're really in a bind about it. And so I think one of the best things to do is buy a healthy pre-owned vehicle at a reasonable price while we go through this sea change of gas, electric, hybrid, where are we gonna actually end up? Because I don't know where you live, but in California, if they force everyone to go to electric, we can't handle electricity now. When I'm on, I'm on the coast, but when it's 100 plus degrees in Sacramento, they're telling all of us to stop using all of our, elect, our electronics. So I don't know where they're gonna manufacture more electricity to all of a sudden plug in all these vehicles too. So I think there's a lot to think about. And I think just really one of the key things I wanna leave you with is make sure any contractual relationship you might be getting into go really slow. And if you're in a situation where they're gonna own you or have you over a barrel and you don't have a way out or a third party co-signing the end or the termination of that contract, don't enter into it. So that's my two cents about buying a car and what to do and all the considerations. Until next week, bye. Thanks for listening to the Prosperous Feminine Podcast with Julie Steelman. If you love what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and be sure to subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.